Welcome to the Tech Simple Podcast. Independent insights into the latest AV technologies, as well as tips and best practices to optimise AV solutions for modern workplace and learning environments. Here are your hosts, David and Jonathan from Connectus AV Consulting. Welcome to another episode of the Tech Simple Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-founder, David Alara. Today, we're going to be discussing AV as a service. And don't be too concerned if you don't understand what that is. It's a very new concept. We're going to be unpacking what it is, but also looking at how we move from our current delivery model to that AV as a service model. To help us unpack AV as a service and provide insight into the potential benefit, today we're joined by Peter Tyler. As owner of employee technology experience at PwC, Peter is responsible for workplace technology and laptop software strategy across all PwC Australia offices. Welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me, Jonathan and David. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show here, Pete, and AV as a service. Before we get into AV as a service, though, I thought it might make sense just to talk a little bit about the current go-to model when we're talking about AV upgrades in a maybe a large corporate or government environment. And you've got plenty of experience with that, Pete. I mean, what do you typically see as, as that go-to market model? Yeah, traditionally, it's a CapEx model. So we we look to, you know, go to an RFP depending on the value of the items, depending on the, the size of the, the fit-out, if it's part of a new construction, a rejig of existing infrastructure or a fit-out of our um, buildings, or if it's just a replacement of current uh, tech, uh, technical equipment within the office. But generally, it's a go-to-market Go to RFP, and then from that we then do a you know quite a comprehensive you know, analysis of what we're after, get responses back from the vendors, and then from there it's just a capex model requirement from there. Okay, you're mentioning the word capex there a number of times, and that's definitely going to come into relevance when we talk about AV as a service in more detail. So I guess you've got to find some funding up front, don't you, to make this happen in the first place under under the current model. Definitely, and what's traditionally the situation is. Whenever we get a new lease or we move into a new building, for example, we find that, you know, you can, the landlord will throw in incentives and there's quite a lot of money that's been splashed around. So getting, you know, equipment installed and upgraded and things like that is quite simple. Getting the funding is is easy as well. Uh, And then you go from there. What is then the challenge is, you know, five, six, seven years later is then, uh, you know, working out what you then upgrade. And obviously when you go back to retrofit anything, Everything seems so much harder, so much more expensive. And, you know, often, for example, it has to be done after hours because you don't want to interrupt the business. So that adds cost. Uh, the, you know, you've also got refits and changes that need to be done to your building to, you know, because technology has changed. That also needs to be taken into account. And the other big thing which is a challenge is what you often don't do is you don't upgrade everything at once. So what you may do is one office will be upgraded one, the second office will be year two, the third office year three, what you then find is the technology is slightly different throughout those years, which also creates challenge with that sort of model as well. Mm, Understand. Do you think that's related to just coming up with the funds or is it more of a business interruption? If money was no object, would you do it all together or would that just not make sense from a business as usual perspective? There's definitely an element of business interruption. There's also actually doing it. Like if you, you know, money wasn't an object, you throw an army of people at it, you'd refresh it every two to three years. You know, that's the 
wonderful place to be, but then there's a reality of that, that significant cost. And also running at a team to be able to do that continually as well, you've also got the people side because, you know, any of these sort of projects are heavy on the team, both the internal team, our vendors, and also the other teams, our facilities teams and things like that. So there's a lot to it. It's a big job. There's a lot of planning that goes into this. But then, of course, you know, then, of course, the actual doing the installation, building access and things like that is also something you've got to take into consideration. And also places like some of the offices in Brangaroo, they're difficult to get access to the loading dock, getting in after hours and things like that as well. So it just all adds to it as well. Where it's a new fit out, everything seems a lot, lot easier. Yeah, okay, that's great information. Well, maybe let's dive into AV as a service and explore or just at least define what that is. Sure. So, look, I look at AV as a service. It's fairly, in my opinion, something that's quite new that, you know, isn't really mature in the Australian market. And, you know, we've talked a fair bit together about this as well. There's some vendors who have been doing this for a little while. There's some vendors who are certainly new to it and some vendors are saying that they're very good at it, you know. So, but what we're finding is what does that mean? Yeah, because you go to one, us, for as a service model. It may be that they supply, they cap, they, they'll finance it through an OPEX slash leasing model, and then they pull the equipment out at the end. Others will give you a room cost for a, um, for a period of five-year term, and then at the end of it, you then, they'll then take it away as well. So it's, then there's other conversations around, you know, they also do a full service model on top of that. So they provide the leasing, the install, and then the removal at the end of it, but of course the, the um, service model as well throughout the term of that. But it seems at the moment, and I'm keen to hear what other people are thinking as well, is it's still something that's still maturing in, in the Australian space compared to other technologies out there. So what you're describing, Peter, I mean, when we're saying AV as a service, a lot of people might be thinking, well, you know what, I can go to a vendor and I can finance it and pay my monthly amount. But what you've just described is a lot more than just financing, isn't it? There's, there's other components like the, the refresh of the room, the support. So what happens, you know, on a day-to-day orientation? What happens in three years' time? Is my hardware replaced? These are kind of the key characteristics that separate AV as a service compared to, well, I'll just finance my capital cost and spread it over five years. Absolutely. And one of the things that we're always working towards is the evergreen model. And, you know, yes, you can look at just doing a basic finance where, you know, you just get a financing agreement. That's easy enough to do. You can get some good deals out there. And then you buy the CapEx model, put it on a finance agreement, and then, you know, in five years' time, we'll still be working out what we do. Where I would really see the as-a-service, though, is, is truly an evergreen model where, you know, whatever the term of it is, three, four, five years, I traditionally always thought it was a five-year. It had to be over five years because, you know, all the – extended warranties, all the warranties seem to be a five-year term. However, the tech in five years is going to be quite out of date. You're going to, there's going to be other challenges. There's going to be added support costs, things like that. And also the resale value of the equipment at that stage is going to be lower as well. So you may actually get a better deal. Now, we're still sensing this out. We're still getting you know quotes to check this data. But what we really want to do is what's that optimal peak and how do we move to a true evergreen model where literally at the end of the term, it's just replaced. Like the business doesn't see any changes it just, other than the technology. It just sees the cash flow is still the same cost each month or a slight variation. And then from there, the tech stays up to date. So, I mean, as a service is something that I hear 
quite a lot. There's many industries that are already offering, I think, as a service. Is this something that's already offered in workplace techs, not AV, but other technology stacks? Yeah, well, printers is probably the biggest one. That's one that's been around for a long time. A lot of vendors do this very, very well. I don't know any company these days who actually purchase their printers outright. Everyone, it's as a service, either through a lease model at the end of it, they'll take it away and you pay a monthly rental. It could be down to a per click or whatever it is, or a bit of both. So, you know, I think the printing industry, they're doing it really well. And it's something I've been looking at. You know, what do they do so well? You know, go back. 50, 10 years or so, I'm sure that all the questions are, oh, do you want to outsource your printing? It's a key function, especially 10 years ago. You know, we were so dependent on printing, photocopying, even faxes. Uh, now we're looking at the AV market. It's at that early stage of, oh, do we trust it? Are we sure? Are we there yet? And all those sort of questions. The other one that also is doing really well is, you know, there's the DAS service, you know, devices as a service. So some of the big players um, in the market are already moving to this model where, they're building your laptops for you, deploying them and sending them out to the users, and then at the end of it, collecting them and taking it back. So you, you reduce your storage space. You're not having you know your, your people pressing next to build a laptop now, and you're not paying for people to box laptops, courier costs and everything else. So that is a market I feel is quite mature as well. So what I'd, what I'd really like to know, we've talked a little bit about it here in terms of the benefits and, and, and what could be gained from AV as a service, but I think for the listeners, it'd be really, really interesting to sort of pin down a large corporate or large government enterprise or even a large university. What would be the, if we could just name the top three benefits? What would, I mean, there's probably five or six, but the, the very top three in order of priority, what do you think, Pete and Jonathan, would be the top three that we could, uh, we could list out here? Look, first of all, I'll be something totally clear about this is that I still believe that it's a big risk in outsourcing your team to as a service. I still feel that your internal team will always offer a better service. You're not going to have to pay for all the slight moves and changes or something that's slightly out of contract. You know, it's 6.01 on a Friday afternoon and you can't get anyone to stay back. <laughs> or, or, you know, just the care and also the, the culture and also the, um, the benefits of having staff who know some very senior people within the business as well. So you'd, I feel that you can't outsource that completely just so you're clear that where I'm looking at as a service really is around the technology and, you know, the firmware, the maintenance and things like that. So for me, the biggest one though would be is that you keep all the technology in lockstep. So an MS Teams unit at the moment looks the way it is. In two years' time, they may come out with a new technology. The cameras may look different, maybe better. You can then look at upgrading everything in lockstep. Where if you look at the CapEx model, it always seems to be harder to find money to be able to upgrade every office at the same time. That's probably the one big one I feel that's the value. Keen for Jonathan, if you want to chime in on number two or something. Yeah, that's quite an interesting idea there. It's about uniformity across all of your sites. You know, if you're today you're in mm. Sydney and you're using a space that looks one way, when you go to Brisbane tomorrow because you've got a, a team meeting, you don't want that system to be different. You don't want it to operate different. And having that as a service model, let you do that without a, a huge capital expense, hitting up all of your sites all in one go. And one of the biggest shifts I've seen in the industry in the last two to three years, we've gone from that room where you'd walk into the room, it could do absolutely everything you've ever wanted it to do, but you needed to read a 50-page manual to know how to even use the room. Where we've moved away now to, you know, you walk into a room, 
the design of everything now, the project, the the way you design your strategy, your technical strategy, and then your rooms themselves are all around the user experience. What does the user feel the minute they walk in? What do they see? What can you automate? Sensors. So you walk into the room, the lights come on, the TV comes on. Then you can go up. You have single-touch joins integrated with your calendar. It tells the, the booking system that the room's in operation now. You've got sensors now. So there's so much technology that when you're as a service, you can move with that. And then at the end of it, you rip it out, put the next one in, and you keep paying the monthly cost. Well, that's really the key, the key item there, isn't it? It's about the benefit of, you know what, I'm going to remove a lot of the headache of designing, building, implementing, costing and getting the capital investment. And all I've got to do now, AV as a service, is pay my invoice every month. And that's the extent of my headache. That's really the key benefit there. Definitely. And look, this is something that we're doing as a firm at the laptop level where you know we've been doing that for several years now so you know at the end of the three years the user gets a brand new laptop the best part is they get to choose the type of laptop they want so it really gives them control allows them to pick how they want to work and it's even one of the perks now for why you'd want to work with the firm it's interesting so we've really got the key benefits there we you know we're reducing it down to our monthly invoice removing the headache we've created streamlined systems that are the same across all of our sites and can be upgraded regularly. So why are we not doing this right now? What are the limitations in the marketplace today and, and why organisations not going down a AV as a service model? Because a lot of us invested a lot of money in the last three years, so we're still going to run the course of those sort of environments before you, know, you look to refresh them. The other big one is that Moving to this model, even though, yeah, it is an OPEX model that's on a monthly cost, there's been significant investment already. Now to retrofit and add seems to add a huge amount of cost on top of what we've got now. So that's probably the biggest one. The other conversation I've been having is with people is with a CapEx model, you know, you can purchase when the thing on the business is going great. Like every business goes through the cycles when things are better, not so great. With the CapEx model, yeah, when things are great, they can you know, go out and buy the extra meeting rooms and all the extra equipment. And then when things aren't going so well, you know, you bunker down and you're not spending as much. So there are some benefits as part of that. You can even sweat assets as well. I really dislike that word, but, you know, there is the reality of there are some things you can sweat and, and you do that. So, you know, if we go out into the marketplace today and we go out to different vendors, you know, in your view, are there any vendors that can really offer AV as a service, as we spoke about and defined earlier in the piece? We're still going through that. There's lots of vendors who can do it, yes. Lots of vendors have got some runs on the board to show that they can do it. What I'm not sure about is can they do it in every um, state and can they do it as effectively as what they're saying they can do? Definitely. So I know it can be done. We're still finding, though, or still nervous is probably the... um, the main thing at the moment in, in getting just as we're learning more about the industry, just making sure we get everything right. So we are looking at the moment what's available, meeting with the vendors to have those sort of discussions now. But at this stage, it's still probably very early days. It's just still an evolving business. And it's something that I feel that since COVID and all my industry peers, when I talk to them, you know, the AV wasn't treated like a core enterprise system. Yep. It's now been treated like that. It's now, you know, 
you've almost got to see that this the table on the board now as opposed to in the past where AV was always seen as you know just the thing that overhead projectors and what you plug your laptop into when you go into a room. So it's something that's certainly maturing and it's maturing at a great pace of knots. So what I'm excited to see is what happens over the next two years. I really think that we're so close though. I've been hearing a similar thing in the marketplace. You know, it's now a core functionality. It's it's like Wi-Fi. Imagine if you went into your office and the Wi-Fi wasn't working. You couldn't do anything. And as you say, AV used to be overhead projectors and kind of a nice to have. If it doesn't work, oh, well, we can continue on. But these days, especially with, you know, blended sessions and hybrid working, you, you really need those systems operational first time uh, every time. And also, as we push towards net zero, like, you know, PwC as a, as a member of firms or as a you know, global company is pushing towards, you know, net zero by 2030, you know, we need the technology to work. We need the technology to stop the need for people to travel. How do you stop people traveling? You give them the trust and confidence that the technology is going to work first time every time when they walk into a room. Then they don't have to travel. So then they're only travelling when they, you know, there's other benefits and other reasons to, you know, and, and there's always people just love travelling as well. But that's if you remove the, the lack of confidence as a reason, which as a service I feel can do, that's where the real benefits are and also helps deliver on net zero and other benefits. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd have to agree. Working first time every time has absolutely uh, become a reality, especially uh, since COVID and with hybrid working or, um, you know, much more flexible styles. And I, I really believe the as-a-service model is the future. I see a lot of potential there. I see the companies that take the time and effort to invest in, in that space and work towards being able to deliver a, yes, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, we can guarantee your AV will work first time every time. Just pay me my 500 a month per room or whatever the, the figure is for the next three years uh, and be done with it. I think that is absolutely the future. We're not quite there yet, but there, there is one other, you know, limitation that I see in the market just at the moment, especially from a vendor perspective, if I was going to put my vendor hat on, you know, there's so many technology options out there in the market. It's it's a plethora of choice. And, and as a customer, you want to have this and have that and the best of everything. But when you are looking for that as a service model, I think it's probably in the short term unrealistic to be able to get what you want, like a, just off a la carte menu. I think there are going to be some restrictions. I think vendors are going to have to be able to say, well, I can offer you as a service, but you'll have to choose from vendor A or B or maybe, a, maybe vendor C, and then I can give you those guarantees of work first time every time at you know affordable price points. But in the, um, in the longer term, hopefully that will become a little bit better and there'll be a little bit more flexibility of choice. So lots of things to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. So watch this space. All right. Well, I think that's probably it as a service uh, topic today. We really appreciate your contributions there, Peter, and, and coming on to the show with Jonathan and I. It sounds like uh, what we've covered is as a service is definitely something, you know, large corporate government education enterprises can be, um, can be looking at seriously. There are going to be a few caveats, but I think if you have the patience and are willing to invest, the, the rewards are there uh, in, in the short term and definitely the long term. So thanks very much, Peter and, and Jonathan. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Simple Podcast. To like, share, or discover more episodes, head over to Spotify. If you'd like to talk to us about AV in your workplace or learning environment, book an initial discovery call with David or Jonathan at connectus.com.au. And remember, Tech Simple!